I'm good at a tangent. So. Yeah, I mean, we could start off with a tangent. Do you ever try that? Just start off on a tangent? Hello and welcome to WNC Original Music episode 115, the Muscovium episode. I practiced saying that like three times. Very happy this week to have Julia Saunders on the show. Julia is a very talented singer-songwriter from Asheville, North Carolina, West Asheville, North Carolina. Julia has an album out called On The Line, and she's got an EP coming up soon that is a collection of Bruce Springsteen covers, and you'll uh, see links to that in the show notes, or you can just go straight to juliasaundersmusic.bandcamp.com. Some of the music for Julia's episodes come from her album, and some come from a live recording we did at the Mothlight in Asheville, North Carolina, which is sadly no more, and we all miss it fondly. This was recorded uh, at the Mothlight, as I said, uh, during an event they used to have called the Mothball. There were only two of them, but it was going to go on forever. But I hope they are able to um, plan the Mothball somewhere else because it's a really, really good time with some of Western North Carolina's honky-tonk musicians. Speaking of Western North Carolina's musicians, here's one now, Julia Sanders. I'm a longing hand 
searching for a promise not yet worked. I build a fire, I go for work. Maybe Interestingly enough, not really about anyone, but it was sort of like a, a a love song about, you know, the idea of being a romantic and kind of not having anywhere to put that, if that makes sense. A lot of it's just about being in that place where you're looking for someone and looking for a relationship and um, questioning yourself and trying to go through all the lyrics in my head. It's uh-huh. harder than I thought it was going to be. Um, You're not used to being tested on your lyrics. Yeah, that line, like, maybe I just like the smoke. Um, You know, like, the difference between someone that... Gosh, this is really hard. (laughs) Um, You know, just being the kind of person that goes after relationships and having this sort of concern about whether you're making good choices or whether you're chasing after passion or intensity Mm. or something like that, you know? Is it like a play on where there's smoke, there's fire or more like, um, yeah. I mean, the the chorus is when I build a fire, I go for broke. Maybe I just like the smoke. You know, I don't, I'm not someone that's very wishy-washy about relationships. I don't like, dabble and I don't like kind of half have my heart in half have my heart out or mm. you know it's not how I I do it so when I'm interested I'm all in and that can be good and bad depending on how careful the other person is with your heart you know mm. so that's what that song is that's, that's what the chorus is really about and then the rest of it is is writing from a place where I was not in relationship and wanting that and sort of questioning why I wanted that and what I was looking for and just trying to examine my own um, expectations, maybe. And uh, how long ago did you write this? So that was when I first moved to Asheville, just around then. So it must have been five years ago at this point. How long have you been writing songs, playing music, writing songs? I've been playing music in some capacity since I was five. I started playing piano or started playing violin and then piano. And then later I sort of had only been playing classical music and just like chucked it all out and started playing guitar in in middle school. Um, But, you know, I was just playing other people's songs and learning other people's songs and it wasn't really until 
um, I moved to New Orleans and I really got comfortable letting myself finish a song. And I think it's like really about letting yourself like I think you know there was plenty of times where I would like start something or a melody or I'd play around with a song and I was writing always um keeping journals and Mm -hmm. you know writing um poetry or lyrics or whatever you want to call them but I think my inner critic was so loud and always sort of shutting me down and not letting me trust my own creative voice that I just didn't put that out there and just leaned into playing other people's music mostly. Um, And then I moved to New Orleans in 2010 and fell in with a community of musicians there. And it just really changed the way I thought about songwriting and just to be able to see it in this really natural, organic way and to watch people work through songs and, you know, troubleshoot their lyrics and play around with it. And, you know, we would just like sit around fires and play songs and go to friends shows. And it seemed very natural and comfortable and welcoming. And it, you know, it gave me, uh, sort of the first inkling of like not stopping that mm-hmm. voice of the song or whatever it is that's coming, coming through you in that moment, you know, Oh yeah. I don't know where songs come from, but that's an interesting way to put it. Like it's, it's, it's not uh, that you've lacked trying to bring it out. It's that, it's that you've actively been trying to suppress something that's trying to come out. Yeah. I mean, I think whenever like a melody would be in my head or a lyric would be in my head and, you know, maybe I would think about it and then I would be like, oh, that's probably someone else's song or, oh, that's a stupid lyric or that's, you know, you just get in your head about it and then you don't, you don't follow through, yeah. you know, or you, oh, I'm not really a musician because I'm, doing something else with my day-to-day life. So I don't get to write music or I don't get to, you know, trust this, this instinct of wherever the creative vision is coming from, you know, I see that a lot in musicians where musicians think they don't deserve, like if they, if they do it for fun, it almost feels like something you shouldn't do for fun versus anything else, really Mm -hmm. photography or painting or, you know, People that do that might have that feeling, but I really see it strongly in, in musicians who feel like, you know, if you're going to do it for fun, you you can spend $100 a year on it max, you know, otherwise you have to do it full time or something like that. Or But it's, it's kind of a complex, maybe, they feel. Right. And it feels sometimes very impossible to do it full time with the way that the music industry is and... Mm-hmm. You know, it's hard for that to be your full-time life.
when you when you they didn't answer my question that was you know sometimes songs i work on them for a really long time and i come back to them and they take weeks and longer and that was one that just came all at once like i just sat down and wrote the whole song mm-hmm. in a morning i was living with my friends in new orleans and we had a big storm outside and i couldn't go do anything and 
sat down in the morning and the whole song came out, which was, it's always like miraculous when that happens. Yeah. yeah. It has a different feel. And I think when we recorded it, it, it ended up having this almost like old time kind of like rhythm to it. It's very crooked. Like, I mean, anytime I try and teach this song to somebody, the rhythm is so wacky mm. and I, it, it confuses them. And, um, and Lyle who plays fiddle on the album, um, plays a lot of old time fiddle and, mm. and music. And so for him, it just felt super natural. Like right. he was like, okay, this is a strange rhythm of your song and we're just going to do it. And, and it, and we ended up, I, I guess we played it more at a fast pace because it ended up having that kind of feel. Um, and I think also I felt like a lot of the songs on that album were so slow and so sad and so intense that yeah. like, I, I probably really just like leaned in and got excited about a happy song, right. <laughs> you know, the couple that are, so I pushed it, but I think when I'm like left to my own pace with that song, I like it as like a relaxed mm -hmm. kind of easy going, you know, which is, I think has a, the feel for the song really is like this just sort of easiness when things are good. And like, you feel, you know, like you're coming out of something and opening up and seeing the light at the end of a darker time. Yeah. Know? Can you remember the first time you played uh, an original song, one of your, a song you wrote for someone? And what that felt like? I probably utter terror. I think, <laughs> you know, like when I was in college, I was like very briefly in a band with some friends and it mm. was a totally different kind of music. I was playing like punk music and, but still writing, you know, I, and I wrote a couple songs for that. And yeah, just like the, the, the terror of like putting your words, it's always the lyrics. Melody is like, there's nothing scary about melodies or even just singing that feels okay for me, but there's something about putting the lyrics out there and having your words out there and your thoughts out there is just so vulnerable in a way that's, um, I don't know. It's, it's a lot. It still is. It still is a lot. You know, it's a lot. Um, and I'm really deliberate about who I send songs to when I finish working on them and, and who I share with and when, and, um, and that's, that's totally my thing that I, I guess maybe I should get over, but, um, it's so vulnerable. I mean, maybe if I was writing, maybe if I was writing songs that were, um, less connected to, to who I am and my like emotional state or my life, you yeah. know, there are people who just write songs about heartbreak in general or right, relationships right. in general. Right. Or like, so uh, maybe like history or politics or something like that. Um, totally. Yeah. Maybe that feels really different, but for me, it's like opening up a page in my diary and like handing it to someone. And it just feels very, um, very frightening to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you ever find yourself like, um, when you're writing a song, you might think, well, here's what I want to write here, but I can't imagine singing that in front of a group of people. So maybe I'll modify that a little bit. I try not to do that. Yeah. I try to just write it like I'm writing it for like my best friend who I trust, you mm -hmm. know? And then if I end up playing it in front of people, usually at that point I've, I've sang it enough times that it, 
the edge comes off a little bit. You know, that was like a wise thing that um, a musician friend of mine told me a while back about one of her songs. Um, but, you know, it's like, it's so raw when you first sing it and then it gets less and less and less and less and less. And then at some point you're singing a song and it's very different than you're not so connected to the original mm-hmm. thing you wrote the song about, which is certainly true of all the songs on this album at this point. Like I'm five years away yeah. from those songs. You can barely like, remember <laughs> the lyrics. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, that's a new <laughs> To be fair, they were not quite my lyrics. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. They were my, my take on the lyrics through, uh, my like a game of right, right. <laughs> but then you know at other times like you playing a song that i wrote for someone is just so exhilarating you know and you feel like you're connecting to other people in this way that is such a blessing that you know as an artist you get to do and not not everyone gets to do you know and you get your voice heard in a way that is just really incredible more from julia in just a few moments uh, i want to correct myself uh, her Bandcamp page is juliasandersmusic.bandcamp.com, not juliasandersmusic.bandcamp.com. They're both spelled the same, but you just get a different tone depending on which one you go to. Either way, make sure to go there and download her album that she has out now and look uh, next month for her Bruce Springsteen cover EP. Also, you can find her on the streaming services like Spotify, but you know you'd be better off just uh, buying the, downloading and buying the whole album off of Bandcamp. We love Bandcamp. Spotify is just meh. But do go make sure to listen to the podcast on Spotify. But that should be like your fourth option. But really go listen to the podcast, WNC Original Music, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also follow us on Instagram and Facebook, where you will see lots of extra content, including videos of a lot of the performances. Check the show notes for more information on that, including links to everywhere you can find the podcast, but mainly where you can find the music from this week's guest, Julia Sanders. This is Matt Walsh. You're listening to WNC Original Music.
one speaking of songs where it's like am I going to write this or am I not going to write that you know if I thought about singing that in front of people for five years I probably would have been a little more nervous about writing that one but at the time I wrote it in response to just figure out how I was feeling to myself you know um and being in a situation you know when you're in a relationship and it ends you've always been the person to comfort that person and they've always been the person to comfort you and you've been each other's, you know, support network. And then how do you not help each other through that? That's, that's really what that song's about. You know, can you talk a little bit about your writing process? Like you, you know, it's kind of a cliche question, but um, are you thinking about subjects all the time? Or you think you're throwing out like one line and you say, I like that line or, you have a little bit of music and you try to put a lyric to it? I almost always um, have a melody first. I always, almost always, I'm like, come up with a melody and then just try and like open up to some words that show up. I don't know how to describe that exactly. And, mm. and then often that, is like a light bulb for me of like, okay, that's what's going on in my life right now. Or that's the thing that I need to write about right now. And then I can sort of more intentionally pull in lyrics and 
Um, and then often there's like all these gaps in it and I just sort of have to take a walk or a hike or get my mind off of it and I can sort of fill in the, the puzzle pieces. That's how it feels. You know, I end up with like a, a structure and then I have to yeah. fit in a little bit. Do you have, um, do you have I mean, any songs? Line, you know, I'll be driving or walking or doing something or, you know, I, I work as a nurse. I have a regular job, you know, so I'll be at work and I'll be like, I got to go write that down right now or put it in my phone, you know, right. or like, you know, you go sing into voice memos in the bathroom like a weirdo. Because, yeah. you know, because if, if you don't, it's gone. I mean, any, any time that that's happened to me and I thought, oh, I'll remember that melody or remember that. You'll never remember that lyric. It's gone, yeah. gone, gone. Yeah. So. Um. Do you have a uh, any songs that are like um, um, like completely finished musically? Like you have you have the all the chords and the structure and everything, but you have like zero lyrics written for you. You're just waiting for a lyric to put in there. No, I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think that's how my brain works. Mm, okay. um, usually. I'll have like a chorus and no verse or a verse and no chorus or something, you know, mm. and I'll be like half, but it's rare that the whole melody is in my head with no lyrics at all. Yeah. Cause they, they, to me, maybe because I'm writing at, as a singer, but the words are so connected to how the melody becomes right. what it is. Is that weird? No. <laughs> That's weird. There are no, there are no right or wrong answers here. No, that's true. I'm like, what are other people doing? to catch my breath No, it's only daydreams I take what I can get One more dance Then try to forget
distance between you and me. The moon that pulls the waters does it even know? Or am I just the background? Steady as she goes You got something I can't shake I can't shake Waves that leave me in the wake from a more like theoretical standpoint than an actual thing that was happening. It was a song that I wrote at one point and I, and I wasn't happy with the, like how the lyrics were and I wasn't totally happy with it. And it kind of got shelved. And then when we went back to get ready to record for this album, I was like, you know, I really like this melody and I like the idea of this song, but I don't like the lyrics. And so I sort of went back and tried to write almost like, from a imaginary standpoint of, I mean, not imaginary. I think we've all been in that situation. It's almost like you have to like time travel 
or something, you know, to be like, okay, I'm going to go back to this period in my life where such and such a feeling happened or this experience happened and right from there, you know, you're not pulling from nowhere, but. You kind of uh, immerse yourself in what you felt then. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I just did a brief time travel. No big deal. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And then I was really happy with how the the lyrics and everything turned up. But yeah, for me, that was different to do. And, And also it was different for me to like forget about a song for that long and then come back to it. Often if I drop a song like that and I don't like it, then that's usually a sign that it wasn't a good one. And it just gets lost. Sometimes like if I'm just, uh, you know, driving or something like, or not even driving, but like med- I, I would go and uh, not meditate, but I would kind of relive something, not even for songwriting. I would just go and like relive something from my past and just, you know, kind mm-hmm. of think about it for a while and just kind of like, and I thought of it like time traveling. <laughs> I mean, it's interesting, you know, right now, like I obviously, I mean, I, how do I say this? You know, I'm not in a um, tumultuous period of my life right now. You know, Mm -hmm. I have a really wonderful partner and, you know, I have a family. And, and so things are really different from the place where I was writing on the line from, which was like, you know, fresh out of a really painful heartbreak and moving to a new place. And then, you know, the beginnings of falling in love again, all of that was so fresh and, and, um, you know, those big ups and downs that are like so accessible for songwriting. I don't want to say easy because there's nothing easy about it, you know? And, and so now moving forward, I mean, I, I am also still trying to write from where I am right now, but to think about, you know, being able to pull from different periods of your life and different experiences and to keep writing from there is something that seems really useful. Yeah. That's, um, I'm a Bruce Springsteen's, Bruce Springsteen fan, and especially in the um, well, I love Bruce Springsteen. Oh yeah, well you probably know, like in the especially in the eighties, you could tell exactly where his life was by what was happening mm-hmm. on his albums. You know, like he, you know, like in the in the early eighties, he was like struggling with success versus you know, um, fame, or fame versus you know art and that sort of thing. Then he gets mm-hmm. married the first time. And he has an album that's all about him not really sure about wanting to be married to that person. Not Patty. No, not Patty, his first wife, who was like a model or something like that. And then this album comes out and it's all about like, you know, you can just tell us that. And then and then they divorce and then, you know, some more, you know, he puts that album that's a little little bit dark. And then he meets Patty and, you know, everything, you know, since then, everything's like more uh, more social than, you know, personal. Uh, just because he kind of moved on yeah. from that because he got to that place in his life where that wasn't his source of conflict anymore, you know? So mm-hmm. you can kind of tell that where he was cause he was writing from himself from his personal situation. This won't be on the podcast. This is just, yeah. Well, I will yeah. tell you that right now I'm working on an EP of Springsteen covers of all home recordings. So yeah, so we can read That'd be great. Yeah. What are the songs? I have to make an uh, original music exception for the podcast sometime. um what am i what are the songs right now um tougher than the rest is on there um atlantic city of course i love Mm. city um ghost of tom joad i love that song and it's very topical right now yeah um i'm on fire free Mm. heart do you know um long time coming it's one of the newer ones yeah 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 um that he wrote 
was pregnant that really resonated with me. So anyway, yeah. that's what I've been doing in my quarantine time. It's I've been doing home recordings and then sending it to different friends, and then they uh, they are adding on instrumentation. Okay, that's it for part one with Julia Sanders. I want to thank Julia for being on the podcast. That was a lot of fun uh, that night again at the Moth Ball at the Moth Light. So really hope they find a place to keep holding that every year. Once again, go to juliasandersmusic.bandcamp.com to download Julia's album and uh, go ahead and follow her on that page so you get that Springsteen cover EP when it comes out. Also check the show notes for links to Julia's uh, Instagram and Facebook page and follow her there for lots of good stuff. Some of it music related, some of it nursing related. Don't forget to follow the podcast, WNC Original Music, wherever you get your podcast, wherever you got wherever you got this one. Uh, just follow it there. And also follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram and all those places. For the closing song this week, very happy to have returning our friends in the Lily Vakili Band. You may remember they contributed a song for uh, one of our compilations, the compilation to promote Get Out the Vote campaigns. And Lily and the band recorded a while back this song in honor of Women's History Month, and they were nice enough to let me use it on the podcast. You can find the band at lilyvakili.com, and you'll see links to that in the show notes. The song is called She Wants What, and here is the Lily Vakili band. Have a good week. basement.